And good, well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Conquest Chronicles. I almost say good morning or good evening or something. I gotta remember. <laughs> but, um, how's everyone doing? This is Matt here along with Dina and we're getting ready, getting ready to come up on a new uh, game. We got a Friday night matchup with, uh, USC and, and Colorado coming right up. Should be should be an interesting one. Uh, USC is going in. They're coming. They're they're coming off of a blowout victory, a forty-one to fourteen victory over Arizona. They looked impressive in that game. Contained Khalil Tate. However, they ended up having six players injured in that game, uh, which all of them are either out for uh, a couple of weeks or a few weeks or done for the season, depending on what you look at for getting. Dina and I touch on that, as well as preview the Colorado game, make some picks, and, and jump into quite a few things, actually, that that's pretty interesting that's catching our eye. Other than that, Dina, how are, how are you doing? How's everything going? Pretty good, just watching this SMU-Houston game. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, a, I have to ask you, because... I haven't been asking you this in a while. Mm-hmm. Has anything adventurous happened so far? Because um, I feel like, I honestly, I feel like this show is not complete without an Adina adventure <laughs> somewhere. Without some type of adventure. No, I haven't been hiking in a while. Not since, like, April. Um... Other than that, well, I went to, uh, I went to, a couple weeks ago, I went to Arizona, and I went to the Arizona Scaregrounds, which they have a couple haunted houses, and zombie paintball, where they load you up onto a truck that has paintball guns attached to it, and you get to shoot at people pretending to be zombies, in uh, Tempe. Nobody told me about this? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a haunted house, like, you know how normally, like, you go into a haunted house and, like, there's people around the corner or whatever trying right. to scare you? This mm-hmm. one was pitch black, nobody in there with you, but you had to, like, the way you got out was you had to, like, feel the walls and find your way, because you couldn't see nothing. That sounds like, um... <laughs> that it sounds was fun. Like, uh, I like that one the best out of all three. That sounds like, I, I couldn't do it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, what... Yeah, it depends on how good your eyes are at adjusting to the dark, I guess, because... My eyes suck at adjusting yeah. to the dark. <laughs> you would have had to be, been following somebody then. Of somebody course, I was in the front because everyone else was scared. Mm. I would have been scared, too. No, I, was, I don't get scared by things like that. Well, I know there's people there, but it's just when you're in the dark and you can't see or anything. <laughs> Until you're trying to fill out everything. It's like, hmm, where is this at? Where is it? Next thing you know, it somebody grabs your hand and pulls you into the abyss or something. <laughs> yeah, but there is luckily no one no one else in there except for the people doing the doing the house. The customers. But the but the paintball thing does sound pretty cool. That's something I would do. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I like shot a lot. Yeah. I've never shot a paint, yeah. paintball gun. That was the first time I shot one. 
See, I, I, I did Knox Scary Farm before. I don't know if you've ever I been. I want to in... do. No, I haven't. I've never been to Knox Scary Farm or Universal uh, Horror Nights, and I want to go. I heard Horror Nights. At least is one of them. I heard. Well, I know Horror Nights would be better because it's actually on a Hollywood lot. Like it's on a lot. Yeah. It's, on a, it's in. It's on a Hollywood studio. You know where Knox Scary Farm. It, it's not like that. But I have a feeling like I really rather do. I really much rather do. Uh, <clears throat> what is it? Um, um, do they let you go on rides? Yeah, rides. Yeah. Are still. Yeah, I don't still do on. Like the rides still going. I like Universal Studios rides more than Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, like the rides are still there. You can go on ride, but a lot of people go for the mazes. And the park is filled um, with like monsters. Yeah, I bet that would actually be a good time to go for Harry Potter World because it's always so crowded. Would be that because I'm sure there'd be less people sure in they, lines. I'm, I'm sure they got something wild with um with that too. Ooh, I wonder. That would be cool. I wonder if they do a like um that land for Halloween. If they would do what? If you know how like Disneyland does up their lands. For Halloween. Oh for yeah, I think they do. I think they do. The Harry Potter world that's that'd be sick. I think they do. Actually, I think they do. But anyway, go ahead and let's move into this game. So USC going on the road where they have been winless in the last three road and this season actually they've been winless this season on the road. Um, right now with US. With USC, they're looking for their first win on the road. Look, I don't know. It, it was a, it was weird because USC's offense, you couldn't tell if it was USC's offense that was really getting it together or if it was just Arizona's defense was just that bad. But the deep, but the USC defense showed up to play, especially against an offense that was ninth in the nation in total mm-hmm. offense. Um, with an explosive quarterback in Khalil Tate, which Khalil Tate really didn't beat them. He really didn't beat them with their, uh, with, with his, with his legs. No, and for the past couple of years, um, Fancy Pendergast has dialed up some good things against Khalil Tate. Well, I think because he finally started, bl- when he started blitzing, they were in the backfield. And I think they got speed in the off the uh, edge too, and that's what really helped it because you it seemed like they were in the backfield a lot. It felt like Hunter Eccles and uh, when Abdul Malik McLean was in there, when they were both in there at on the edges, they got in there pretty quickly. Then you started seeing Jay Tulafele in, um, Brandon Peely was getting in there, uh, 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 Kaani Muaga uh, Mauga was in there. Excuse me. Um, Mauga was was also in the background, so so it was it was a good defensive outing, especially by the secondary who's been really consistent too, um, which was something that a lot of people something that a lot of people were um, are starting to see was how consistent they've been. Yeah, and the defense will have to continue to play well against. Uh... LaVisca Chenault, even though he's not the leading wide receiver for Colorado, the leading is, uh, is, um, Tony Brown. 
with yeah, 480 think, yards. Well, let's go Chanel. I don't know if did he get hurt. I think he was hurt. He's been he's games. been banged he's been banged up quite a few actually. He's been banged up this season. But he should be healthy uh, tomorrow. And I read somewhere that Elijah Griffin will be will be tasked with covering him. Hopefully, he'll be able to stay healthy healthy the whole game. I know he's been having back problems the past couple weeks. Yeah, his back has been tightened up. I, I think he'll be following him everywhere he goes. Now, what's going to be interesting, because a lot of people don't get that um, Levitz, that LaVisca Chenault is one of those players for Colorado that they can move him anywhere on the floor. That's what a lot of people don't realize, or I, I don't think people understand. And if you haven't seen Colorado and LaVisca Chenault, the thing with them is that they try to line them up. They do what USC should do with their receivers. They line them up everywhere to create matchup problems. So he'll line up in the backfield as a running back, or he'll line up as a wild as a wildcat, or he'll line up in the slot, or he'll line up in the um on the outside. They'll line him up anywhere, and that's where USC has to look for him. Look, he don't let the stats fool you. He is still a dangerous player. He is still an explosive play, dangerous playmaker. Who can who can change the game? So he's a guy that USC really needs to look out for. Um, mm-hmm. Another guy also is, is Steven Montez. Now I know Dina. I know before you before you go on a long rant about him, <laughs> because I, because Dina and I have had this conversation about Montez. Well, Dina don't see and if anything NFL about him, and I'm not going as far there. He has given USC fits in the past. He has he has given USC some fits in the past. However, I think, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and it's his scrambling ability because Montez is a sneaky scrambler. He's he's a guy who you don't really expect to scramble, but he will you know he will run like he will take off if he needs to. I believe. With with Mon, with Montez, they're gonna have to contain him like they did with Khalil Tate. They're gonna have to bring pressure, fluster him, not give him time to pick him apart. Because last time when they were in Boulder, when they were in Boulder uh, two seasons ago, he lit them up pretty good. He, he threw for over 300 yards against the Trojans, but he also threw two picks. However, I think USC just needs to bring pressure on him. Right, great pressure. And fluster him, and this, and that's what you wanted to see. And that was the thing I think with USC is that this is what we've been asking for Clancy Pendergast to do was to dial up some blitzes to get some pressure. And it looked like they blitzed a lot more than what they usually do. And I've seen somebody mention, you know, well maybe why Mauga had or why how uh, Mauga was flourishing, but Gail Telte was kind of struggling this season. Mauga's playing in the same defense. I don't get when people say, oh, well, maybe he's not grasping it or he's just struggling. It's a new role. But it's the same. But when a similar player comes in or when a player comes in and he flourishes, I don't get it. Like, it, it, I, I don't get it. Now, I do blame some of it on the defensive coordinator, and I have been hard on You know what? I'm going to stop. Because the last time I said I have been hard on Pendergast, and he went back and did the exact same thing. Um, 
I just think they need to dial up some some blitzes and cre- do the same thing. Whatever worked against Khalil Tate, do that same thing. Yeah, I think, you know, for sure they're going to have to make him uneasy in the pocket. He's only had two games where he hasn't thrown a pick. Um, he's had ten touchdowns, eight picks. So um, if you can rattle him and get some takeaways, then, you know, it'll be that much easier getting a road win. I think I'm kind of more worried about, um, Alex Fontenot rather than Montez. He has 568 yards so far. Um, he's a very solid running back for Colorado. And we know, we all know how USC has trouble stopping the run sometimes, especially if they get outside. Exactly. Though I thought USC did a better job. I, I thought USC did a better job against the, um, Against the run this the uh, last week, mm-hmm. they I, did. I felt, I, I felt they did. I felt it was a lot better performance by the defense. They uh, they showed up. They did what they needed to do. I just I think with I think with this with the run defense, it's just a matter of what they're doing. Like what and we haven't had a chance to go back and to look at it again. So I just think with this. It's going to, it's going to depend on, how can I put this? It's really going to depend on what USC, uh, what USC looks like this game. Cause again, we know USC on the road is a completely different team. We thought USC mm-hmm. should have run, should run away against BYU. They didn't. We feel USC should have a better job. I, I think USC should have a better job against Colorado because of the defense. I, I, I think Colorado's defense, I think this is going to be a game where USC really, really work on their, or really work on their passing game. Now, I also think their defense is going to be a huge part. USC's defense is going to be a huge part of this game. Now, what Fontenot, as you said, is somebody who you got to look at. But USC just came off of playing against JJ Taylor and um, playing against JJ Taylor and Khalil Tate. Yeah, I think two, though USC does have. I'm, um, uh, Keaton Slovis has to take care of the ball. He did a great job. Not throwing any picks, um, you know, getting through his reads for with Arizona, um, but he has to do that, continue to do that, and protect the ball with with Colorado because I don't know how you pronounce his first name, Mikael, Mi- Michael, maybe Malachi. Um, no, Onu has four interceptions, um, so he can he can go up and get it if if Slovis makes a mistake. Yeah, but as a and as a safety, he's one of the he's one of the um how can I put it? He is one of the the two US or USC, one of the two Buffalo players who has um who have multiple interceptions, I believe. I I I I believe so as SMU just won. <laughs> yeah, they but, did. Um, I honestly, 
here's how here's how I view this. If Slovis, I think Slovis could do a better job taking care of the ball. I think USC is not talent wise. It's not player wise. I just think it's what they're calling and what they're trying to do. And I think that's the issue. It's where what what's USC's identity? I feel like with Graham Harrell and I feel like with Graham Harrell and this is part of being a young this is part of being a a young, you know, offensive or uh, offensive coordinator. He wants to run his offense badly. He really wants to. That I feel that's what he really wants to do. However, in order to run it, you have to start realizing uh, and I feel like this is with him, he has to realize what he has. What does he have? That he can take advantage of. Okay. We haven't seen him take advantage of Bellis Jones speed. We have yet to see that. We have yet to see him capitalize off of the talent by moving around his receivers. Mm-hmm. He hasn't moved Tyler Vines to slot. He hasn't moved Amon Ra St. Brown. Well, Amon Ra St. Brown has been a slot. We haven't seen Pittman at slot. We, we haven't seen any motions. We haven't seen anything to move these guys around. And right now, like, it makes no sense. It's like, what's going on? He's not moving his guys around. He's not creating matchup issues. And he's, and I, and I don't know if he feels, okay, well, I can put these guys anywhere and they could do anything. I don't think that you can really do that and, and, and get away with it. You have to start being, you have to start mixing it up and and keeping teams on their heels. Keep, keep the opposing defenses on their heels. With Oregon coming up, you really need to do that. I felt like against Washington, I felt against Washington, he didn't really do it with paint or anything, but also it didn't help out. It didn't really help out as well. With, I'm trying to figure this out with um with this team with Colorado and especially with Oregon, you might as well bring everything out. Mm-hmm. You might as well. Yeah, especially, especially with with the run game taking with, taking all those injuries. Um, Marquis step out for a few uh, five weeks. I think would be yeah. the latest he would or the earliest he'd be able to come back if if at all this season. Vevey um, Malapai still out, Stephen Carr out. Uh, so now, true freshman Keenan Christen is going to get the majority of the carries. Dominic well, Davis is going to be going in as running back as well. Um, and and, um, and and Quincy Jonte, the walk on, the walk on running who back. Who had that he, fumble? <laughs> yeah, the walk on running back. He, I look for him to get some carries too. I look for him to get some carries. But Keenan Christian. Um, is going to be an interesting one because of how how can I put it? Because of how um, how fast he is. Yeah, he, he has game changing speed, mm-hmm. and that is speed that we have not seen. I think we were talking about that. I was talking about that with somebody, but I don't think I I I think it was with Mark Rogers. I was talking about it with Mark Rogers. I don't think he had. We've seen speed like that since Joe McKnight, maybe maybe. 
maybe Reggie Bush, but Reggie Bush wasn't that fast. Reggie Bush wasn't that fast. Joe McKnight had had breakaway speed. Yeah, and I hope I hope uh, you know Graham Harrell doesn't just try to go full on air raid uh, tomorrow oh, he because is. I would. I mean, I understand you got to have a run. You got to have a run game to set to set up the passing game. But if you, if you look at yeah. Colorado, usually though, usually though, USC if USC doesn't have a run game going, they don't perform well. No, they don't. But US. The thing and I don't is, know why you he, wouldn't give it to Keenan Kristen after last week. Well, the thing is, teams they drop eight back. They 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 drop eight uh, excuse me they drop eight back on the um and the coverage, but really if you have issues against the zone it's basically off the read of the quarterbacks. That's basically where it boils down to. I think with this, with this you kind of have to start throwing the ball, especially against a team who's giving up about who's giving up close to. 320 yards per game through the air. Right. It did take USC a couple, um, almost until halftime, really, right? Until they yeah, got going to get up against first Arizona. Down. Um, to get us. You no, know, on the road. Down. On the road, I don't think you can afford stalling like that, especially since they struggle heavily on the road. No, you can't. That's the and that's the issue, is that. USC, USC on the road is a completely different team, as I've mentioned. They're, they're completely different. They're a complete different team that, and, and we, nobody understands why. Nobody gets why, but they are. They are. And it needs to, and honestly, it needs to change. I think if anything, it can change this game. Mm hmm. This game, it can change. What are your What are your score predictions? I'm gonna say thirty-eight to thirty-eight twenty-one. I was gonna say something similar, but I'm gonna. Um, I'm thinking 31-20 USC. Yeah, I I think this game on the road. Um, with this game on the road, I don't see I, USC. I, I, I don't see USC putting up a lot of points on the road. No, not that 31 is not a lot, but compared to last week. Yeah, they're not putting. They're they're not going to put up that. But then again, we've been wrong. We thought <laughs> we thought the game was going to be a shootout, and it was a blowout. No, I just think um, with USC, I just think with USC, I I feel like they'll get a fast start. I I hope they get a fast start. I just feel like this is going to be a game where they're going to struggle at the beginning, and then they flex their muscles like towards halftime. But yeah. I think what I'm worried about is them looking ahead to Oregon. Right. Yeah. Because Oregon's a big game, although yeah. um, although there are things that can happen, 
it's important because I say it's important because when we talk about this game with Oregon, and I don't mean to look ahead here, but that is going to be a big game. There, This game and the ASU game are perhaps the biggest game. Now, all of them are big at this rate because they're tied with Utah. Mm-hmm. But it's big because Utah plays Utah plays Washington. Utah play Utah plays Washington next week as well. Now, if they if let's say for instance Washington and Washington and Utah that game's earlier in the day, right? That's at one, right? I don't know. I off the top of my head, I, I believe that game is at one on uh, on Fox, and it's at Washington. So if Utah ends up losing that game, USC and if USC beats Oregon, assuming they win this game, assuming they win this game, USC could clinch by the time they play Cal or Arizona State. Most likely by the time they play Arizona State. If they play ASU and beat ASU, then they will own the tiebreaker over everybody. So you will be looking, so you will potentially be looking at the clinching game the week after Oregon. Which is a crazy thing because that game is after Oregon. That game is the ne- the following week. So mm-hmm. that is the interesting thing is that I don't want to say, oh, yeah, they can clinch. No, th- because really they will own – it will come down to a tie – to they will own a tiebreaker over every team who will potentially challenge them. I don't think UCLA is going to get up there because UCLA is going to have more than I don't know how many conference losses they're not getting in. Right. So that would mean a slip-up against Cal or UCLA would – put him back in. Yeah, I think, you know, everything you just said is important, but USC can't be thinking. Well, they have to be thinking about it, but. Well, they have know. to think one game at a time because right, right. they're tied right now. They control their but own they destiny. they do have to have that, you know, this, that, what's the word? Every that game. mentality that this game is a big one because they yeah. can't afford to drop any conference. Um you know, what's left of the conference game. Yeah, well, every every game is a big game. That's the thing. Every conference, every game from here after Notre Dame was a conference, is a conference game. Mm -hmm. So you have to win conference games. I meant, and I was mentioning it, I I was going to mention it in an article uh, today, or it'll come out uh, tonight or tomorrow, but, and we'll get more into it next week. If, depending on the result of this game, but that could be a potential conference championship game preview. If you really, if you really look at it now, also depends on what happens with Washington state and Oregon, because Washington state and Oregon plays this week. So I just think um, it, it really right now with USC they're going to have to take care of the business, take care of business. They're going to have to handle business against Colorado. They handle business against Colorado. Then we can start talking. Right. Then we can start 
looking at, oh, well, this could potentially be, cause that is going to be a big game in the Pac-12. It's a, it's a, it's a primetime game on Fox. It's a primetime game on Fox. And likely USC could be ranked, which means bad things. <laughs> USC's ranked this season. But, um. So, out of these, out of these Pac-12 games, what are your picks? Um, let's see here going into it. Oh, before I get to the picks too, I also want to, uh, inform people with other injuries too. Uh, Talanoa Hafunga, he'll be out for a couple of weeks with a dislocated shoulder, as will Abdul Malik McLean. Uh, both uh, sustained the dislocated shoulders in that game against Arizona. As Dina mentioned, uh, Marquis Step is out five weeks. So he could be back against Cal if that, if at all. Uh, Carr is it, it tweaked a hamstring, so he's out for maybe a week, maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, Vev, uh, Malapea, he's out for the season, so he's done for the season. Um, and Manure McClain suffered a torn ACL, unfortunately. Drake Jackson so he, uh, tweaked his ankle, I believe, right? Yeah, it has a high ankle sprain, so he's out for maybe a couple of weeks. And Christian Rector is 50-50. He, he's 50-50 yeah, really, for uh, like you said, uh Like you said last week, all these injuries kind of come at a worse time when we need to really, um, you know, run the table on the Pac-12. Well, how the way the backups play, you, you're going, well, can they do it again? But at the same time, you're like, hey, it's promising. It's promising because it's these guys. It's just the running up. back depth that that is worrying. Yeah, the running back depth is what's going to be worrying, especially because you got to rely on it and stuff. But uh, looking at these picks, we got and it's some interesting games actually. It's some very interesting games. So we already picked USC Colorado. We picked USC to win that one. USC is favored by twelve in that game. Uh, we have Arizona at Stanford. Stanford is favored by one. Stanford is three and four coming, coming off of a loss to UCLA, which I don't understand how you lose to UCLA at this rate. Um, game is in, is in Palo Alto at 1230 in the afternoon on, um, on Pac 12 network. Khalil Tate, I don't even know if Khalil Tate is starting this game. How yeah, the way it's a he hard looks. game to pick, um, just because neither team is impressive. And, um, and both the QB, and they're both Stanford's Q is down to their third string QB too. Yeah, I don't. This is hard. I want to say Stanford just because it's at home, but if it was in Arizona, I would pick Arizona. I mean, nothing really pops out except home field advantage. I'm going Arizona on this. I mean, look, I know USC, they didn't, or the USC game, it exposed them. They didn't look special against uh, USC or anything. But Stanford is banged up. Stanford is banged up right now. They're down to their third string quarterback. They haven't looked, they've looked out of, they looked all sorts of out of sorts. The past few, um, you know, the past few weeks, games, weeks. Actually, they looked out of sort. They don't. They looked look out like of sort since the start of the season. So 
I'm going Arizona. Um, Arizona's yeah, I, healthier. I think it could easily be Arizona. I, I think too. how the way. I think how the way Stanford looks, uh, but this is, but it's a tricky game. But it is a, it's a very tricky game. That's the thing. Cause Stanford is like, you don't know which Stanford you're getting. Right. Stanford look, Stanford looked pretty darn good. Stanford looked pretty darn good. You know, um, how can I put it? Stanford looked pretty darn good against Washington. Then you come out and you play UCLA and you lay an egg. So I'm just I'm going to go Arizona on this one. Um, oh nope, that's the fantasy app. Uh, Arizona State and UCLA. Arizona State is favored by three. Uh, game is being played at the Rose Bowl. ASU's coming off of a 31 to 20, or a 31, excuse me, a 21-3 loss at Utah. UCLA is coming off their second win of the season at Stanford. Uh, I think that was the first time they defeated Stanford in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first time they beat Stanford with, under, with David Shaw as the head coach of Stanford. So, uh, I'm going with ASU on this one. I'm going with Arizona State on this one. Uh, UCLA is still I – I mean, Stanford is also a mess too, so. Yeah, I'm I, going ASU on this one. I think, you know, I think within that whole program they have, you know, their heart set on a Pac-12 title appearance and, you know, for the first time in a couple seasons. Um. Actually, more than a couple seasons. It's been a while. Um, they had. So I think uh, they'll pull it together this week. Yeah, I I just think for a reason. For a reason, I just think that with um with ASU, you mentioned it. They're in the mix of the Pac-12 South race once again under Herm Edwards. They're in the mix of it. They they keep winning. It boils down to they they need a lot to happen. If you really think about it, they lost to Utah, so Utah owns that tiebreaker over them. So there's that. They need you. They need they need to a they a need Utah to drop a game, and they need to beat USC. That's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And like I said, all of it boils down to that, to that, um, to that matchup in two weeks in Tempe, Arizona. That's going to be a big game. It's, it's going to be a big game, a huge game. And we just, it, it just, we got to see what happens there. So I'm going to go with uh, Arizona State. I think Arizona State wins this one by by two scores. I agree. I, I and not only that, but you, it's UCLA, and I pick whenever I picked UCLA to prove me wrong. They, they <laughs> never do. So Cal at Utah. Cal, uh, whoa, Cal is going to get smacked. 
This is Pac-12 After Dark at Rice Echo Stadium on FS1. Cal's Utah is favored by 21. You've heard it here first. Well, not first. You've heard it here before. Seven Monsters, Absolute Garbage. Goodness, Dina. <laughs> yeah, Cal's not. That's how you Cal. really feel. <laughs> well, he was garbage at USC. Or not USC. What am I saying? UCLA last year, I was too. About to say, about to say, I don't remember him at USC. Yeah, yeah, he has not uh, played well at all, so it's going to be hard for Cal to win against Utah, let alone anyone else with him at quarterback. I want Cal to win. I need Cal to win. Take some pressure off of USC, but Utah is blowing them out. Utah has played completely. Utah has played completely different than the USC game. They have been completely different. They're a completely different team. They're completely. They have a different mentality. They're playing a complete better ball. Playing complete better. Uh, they're playing better football right now. Mm-hmm. And it's good that USC got that game out the way. Yeah, it is. Because I would not want to play Utah right now. Utah, and I was talking about it with a Utah fan. Utah could single-handedly backdoor their way into the Rose Bowl. I really think Utah is going to backdoor. Utah is either going to play in a Pac-12 yes, championship game. Yes, they beat Washington game. this week. That that is a possibility. They beat. Here's the thing: if they beat Washington this week, they're going to win the Pac-12 South because it. Really, and I'm going to save it till next week, but I don't see USC beating Oregon next week. I, I For whatever reason, I don't see it. But then again, stranger things happen. But that's next week. My mind could change based off of this game. <laughs> I'm going, anyway, Utah blows them out. Um, Cal, as you mentioned with Devin Monster, they have not looked great. Cal, I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, honestly, because Cal's defense is no slouch either. But however, however, uh, Zach Moss is back too, and Zach Moss carries that run game. Yeah, I think uh, Utah will win. Uh, no problem. Utah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like a complete blowout or anything. It could be similar to what we saw with the ASU game. So that leaves us with Washington State at Oregon. Oregon is favored by 14. Game is in Austin Stadium at four at 7.30, Pac-12 after dark. Yeah, um, my... Oregon Oregon's coming off of a 35-31 comeback win over um, Washington at in Seattle, and Colorado is um, is coming off or Colorado Washington State is coming off a 41-10 win over Colorado. Who do you have, Dina? I have Oregon. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game, though. I got Oregon. However, this game, I I think this game will be close. This game is going to be is going to show what, how this how everything will go because Oregon has struggled against Washington State. 
Washington State has won four of the last five games over um, – Washington State have, have defeated Oregon four of the last five seasons. Yeah, Oregon's defense, though, this year's legit. It is. It is, and that's what scares me. Their defense is legit. Their defense is very it, – it, it's very legit which is why I'm going with Oregon on this one, but it's going to be close. I, I really think it'll be a close game. Um, There's some other pretty good games on uh, outside the Pac-12 this week. Yeah, um, I mean, we Wisconsin, have... Wisconsin, Ohio got, State will be a good one. I got, I got Ohio Dame, State. Michigan. I got Ohio State by three scores. That game is going to be an absolute <laughs> blowout. I, I'm sorry. It's going to be a blowout. Wisconsin... Lost to to Illinois. I'm not basing it off of that, but I don't see Wisconsin making this close. They're very predictable. They're very. I think they're one dimensional, and I think Ohio State is arguably the best team this year in a nation this year. If Arkansas ever wanted pull off an upset against Alabama. This is the week to do it with two out. <laughs> um what about what about Auburn and LSU? Game is at twelve thirty at uh and Death Valley. That's a good matchup. I do think LSU wins. Um I don't think it's gonna be a nail biter. I think LSU wins by two two, two scores. I think LSU wins. I don't. I can't say about how much, but I think they win. Um, Michigan Notre Dame game is in Ann Arbor. Notre Dame is favored by one, which is shocking. Well, it's not really? shocking considering considering how Notre Dame has looked, and considering they a should have probably been beaten by USC if USC didn't USC themselves. Right, but Notre Dame has won uh-huh. the past. Um. The past few against Michigan, I'm shocked it's only by one that the that they projected a win by. But I do think Notre Dame. Well, hopefully, they expose Michigan because Penn State was supposed to expose Michigan last week in a blowout, and that didn't happen. I think Michigan beats them. I'm really? going Michigan. I'm going Michigan. Look, I, I'm Notre Dame is getting key players back. Okay, I get that. But Notre Dame, even when they play USC, there was nothing special about Notre Dame. I didn't see anything special about Notre Dame this season. There is nothing that sticks out to me about Notre Dame. Now, mind you, there's nothing that sticks out to me about Michigan either. But <laughs> but I feel a lot better. If I'm Michigan and if I watched the USC game, I feel a lot better with my chances. I feel a lot better about my chances at home against the Irish. And the reason why I say that, the reason why I bring that up and the reason why I say that is because with the Irish, when USC's offense got rolling, they put up points and outscored and out and SC outscored Notre Dame in the second half. USC's slow start is what hurt them. If Michigan can get off to a slow start, and if you think about it, if you if you got to think about it, 
had Michigan's uh, receiver catch that caught that touchdown, you're looking at overtime. So I I honestly I think Michigan beats Notre Dame by by in a close game. And it was close last year too. Was it? It was close last year. Remember remember Michigan almost came back. Hmm. No, I don't think Michigan wins. I I, I, I hope they get exposed. I I, got, I, I I got Michigan. I got yeah. I got I got Michigan in this. I think this is like I said. There's nothing about Notre Dame that shows me that they're gonna blow out Michigan. There's nothing that shows me. I think Ian Book's a better quarterback than Shea Patterson. Yeah, he he is. But do you think? Do you think that'll be enough to get that to get the win? They have they did start slow. I don't think Michigan is the team that starts slow like that. They're not USC and they love to run the ball. I don't know. Too. That game against Navy was pretty slow. Yeah, that was true. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. You make a good point there. Um Here's one that I want to ask you, and I know this is going to be interesting too. Do you think Minnesota stays undefeated against Maryland? Minnesota's favor at home by sixteen and a half. Wow. Well, who who's left on their schedule? Let's see here. Uh, um, they have Maryland, Penn State. I no, yeah, they have Maryland. Penn State, Iowa, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, they're not being undefeated for long. <laughs> I, I I don't see them beating Penn State. They have a yeah, bye before Penn State. I don't see them beating Penn State or Wisconsin. They have a bye before Penn State, though. That's the thing. So I don't see that. I think they could beat Iowa. I think they could beat Northwestern. And at this rate, anybody can beat. Oh, I'm not going to say anybody, but that Wisconsin game is going to be interesting because that could be for the division. And that's and that's a rivalry game. But PJ but PJ Fleck has uh, Fleck has, does have him playing good football right now. Do you think Penn State finishes the season undefeated? I think they lose against Ohio State. Yep, they play Ohio State at the Horseshoe. On November twenty third, it'll be interesting to see if Ohio State stays undefeated. That's a they and will. Clemson actually. Uh, Clemson, somebody's gonna get Clemson. I think Appalachian State stays undefeated. It's unfortunate that if SMU stays undefeated, they're gonna get the UCF treatment uh, by the voters. <laughs> I don't think, well, they're going to be, so here's how, here's what's interesting about this, is that potentially you could be looking at who, who's the last remaining group of five school that's undefeated? I know Appalachian State's one, SMU is another one. You have to pick SMU over Appalachian State. Appalachian State has played high school, high school teams. 
Well, both of them could get in, actually, if you think about no, it. No, I don't think Appalachian State. As a group, look at their schedule. Year, look at who they've played. I'm not talking about the playoff. Well, what? No group of five schools getting into the playoffs this year. That's what I'm saying. It's a shame SMU, if they stand defeated, they're going to get the UCF treatment. Yeah, really. Boise State would have been the only team that probably would have busted into the playoffs. Maybe. No, I think they play in I a little bit of a tougher put in a conference. One loss power five over uh, Boise. They will. They will. Well, especially if they were if undefeated. O- it, well, especially if Oklahoma drops a game or if, you know, it, it has to be certain schools that drop a game. It has to be certain schools that drop a game. And that's the only way it's going to happen. Now, for the New Year Six Bowl games, for the New, New Year Six Bowl games, I think Appalachian State will get in. If they stay undefeated, I think Appalachian State and SMU will get in. It, now it could be a thing where they could put them, they could put those two teams in, in um in, to play each other in a bowl game. That'd be interesting. I'd like to see that. They did do that with Boise State and and TCU one year with the BCS. They put no. Both I want to see. I want to see SMU Texas. SMU Texas will be interesting. That'll be a Michelle South- going up against his former team. That'll be that'll be a um what was I gonna say? That'll be a an old SWC matchup. That'll be an old S that'll be an old SW uh, Southwest Conference matchup. Now who would you here here's my question though. I know it's early to talk about these bowl games and everything, but if SMU now what hold on. What are the bowl games actually this year for uh for the playoffs? I have to look this up. Um, what are the bowl games? The Sugar for the Bowl playoffs? is the Sugar Bowl I think Sugar Bowl is one or no. Or it might not be. Uh let me see. Let me see. This year the college football playoffs are what are the semifinal games this year? 2019 Fiesta Bowl and Peach Bowl. Mm. So that would mean, so that would mean, um, the Sugar Bowl has, Sugar Bowl has SEC and Big 12. Right. So, that mean, and the Rose Bowl has Big Big Twelve or Big Ten Pac Twelve. Mm-hmm. Orange Bowl is ACC and whoever else. So the Orange Bowl will be the ACC and whoever else, and the Cotton Bowl would be the Cotton Bowl would be the at large schools. Texas SMU in the Cotton Bowl. Unless I'm missing another power five. Damn, that is Texas, Texas, Texas right there. Yeah, because I don't know if I'm missing another. No, I got all the power five. So the at large, so the at large, the at larges would be. Um, we already know what the at larges would be right there. 
So that would mean I'm I'm willing to bank that it will be SMU unless it's like unless people want to see SMU and somebody else. I think unless SMU, SMU would, drops a couple too. Yeah, SM, SMU might get the might get the Cotton Bowl. The home field advantage right there, hometown. It would be because it's just right there. It, because it is just right there. So that actually would be it. That actually could be a possibility. I mean, we those are some interesting games. Those are some, those would be interesting. It would be interesting how they select it um, down the road. Now, there's still a lot of college football being played, but being at the midway point, you start looking at the at what is the reality here. Just like the re, I'm not even gonna bring it up. Never mind. We're never mind. I'm not doing it. Nope. No. No. Doing it. Gina kind of knows where I'm going with it, and I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> and on that note, that note, that will be all for us for the night. So make sure you guys uh listen to our podcast or and and subscribe to it. Uh, you can subscribe to us on uh. At, Wait, I'm doing this all backwards, but I might as well get it out the way because that's the toughest part of this. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Google Play or, or Google Podcasts. Excuse me. That's what it changed to Google Podcasts, um, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Spotify and Megaphone. Or, and you can also follow us on Twitter at C Chronicles SBN. You can also follow me on Twitter at Matt A. Lowry. You can follow me at Always Compete. And I already and I already gave you guys all the information. So rate us, people. Rate us, rate <laughs> us, rate us. I see there's a few ratings on there, so which means there's people listening to us. So we know you guys are listening. We know you guys are listening. So we want you guys to rate us. Uh, also, send us questions too. You can ask us questions at any time. We'll answer them on the show. We've lacked questions. We've been lacking on the questions. Yeah. Asking portion, but ask us questions. Also, ding, 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 just to bring this up, Dina and I will be at the USC Oregon game. Mm-hmm. We'll be at the game next week. Um, I know if the possibility, and I'm just bringing it up because I don't know if this will happen. It depends on what goes on this week. But the possibility, what is the possibility of game day coming to USC next week? I understand the game is on Fox, but what is the possibility? No, I think even if USC is like ranked 25 or, you know, the low 20s, I don't think they come. But they came, well, the reason why I asked because they came that one year when they played Oregon and USC was on probation and Oregon was a top-ranked school. So, and Oregon most likely is going to be a top-10 team. I understand. Now, I understand we're going over a bit, but I just want to look at, like, if you think about the slate of games, and they can't go to an FCS school because they're doing that this week. They're in South Dakota this week. What week would that be? That would be week 10. I saw that they were eyeing Memphis and SMU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that game could be a prime time game. It, with SMU winning that game, 
SMU winning that game, they could go to Memphis for that game. But, I mean, Memphis don't play this week, too. You can't say, well, if Memphis loses this week because Memphis plays this week. I mean, there's Georgia and Florida. That could have S. That could have some SEC. Yeah, I think they would for sure pick that game over even SMU Memphis. I mean, I mean, there's there's that game. There's Virginia Tech Notre Dame. USC USC doesn't really have the respect right now. Um, but do you? But from, do you believe? I mean, but they did go when USC played Stanford. I mean, yeah, you, but you what, who say? You what can't were their other say options? they will pass up. You can't say they will pass up going to Los Angeles for another for for another straight for a consec uh, uh, for two consecutive years. I think for sure they would pick Georgia Georgia Florida over USC Oregon. I, I'm I'm just bringing it up. Like I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I, I'm just bringing it up because, look, if you're gonna go to Los Angeles, you're here's the thing with a lot with, with college game day, and I think what a lot of people don't, I think what a lot of people don't realize, I think what a lot of people don't realize is with USC and with ESPN, it's all a money thing. So you mean to tell me you're gonna pass up going to Los Angeles? To go to Jacksonville, Florida, or to go to Memphis, or to go to Memphis, Tennessee, and you're gonna yes. pass up on going to a blue, to going to a, to probably one of, arguably one of the most historic college football programs for a second consecutive year. Last yes. year, I would have understood. This year, if USC wins and and it's ranked and they're ranked and it's potentially, you know, I mean, one year they they looked at going to um, Manhattan, Kansas over L.A., and they came to L.A. I mean, I'm just looking. I, I'm spitballing here, so ignore me. But if game day, if game day is in Los Angeles, would you, would you go? Well, hell yeah. Oh, okay. Especially for there, the Oregon, I'm, or, uh, for the Oregon game, I'm already going to be there. Oh, well. So am I? Am I hearing? Yeah, I have a sign idea that Matt knows about. I'm not going to say what it is because <laughs> I would get lit up. But <laughs> we've seen worse. Pretty savage. Okay, look, look, we've seen worse on on game day. <laughs> I'm sure yours is not the end of the world. <laughs> It's not. People get offended over stupid things, and this would be one of them. <laughs> I'm sure yours would not be. I'm sure yours would not be. People, yours would not be the worst that we've seen on game day. <laughs> now, I will say, if and I have to ask, if if game day is on. Um, if game day is on, um, is at L- is in Los Angeles next week. Am I hearing early morning podcast or something? Breakfast. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. You heard it here first, everyone. So on that note, we will uh, sign off and fight on, everybody. Fight on.